Hey, hey, it's Dr. Lulu. You might recognize my name and my voice from my old podcast, The Pride Corner, or my even older podcast, Suicide Pages. Well, I'm back, and this time I'm joined by a few friends. We are mama bears, and we truly don't give a fuck. You want to know why? Because we love, adore, support, and affirm our gender-diverse kids, and we want the world to know about it. So, welcome to the Moms for Trans Kids podcast, inspired by our beautiful, brave, and badass gender-creative kiddos. I'll see you inside. And we are live! Hi, everyone! Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you are. Me llamo Doctora Lulu. What's going on, everybody? We are back, Moms for Trans Kids podcast. We are back. I think we took a break, what, last week? I feel like it was two weeks. Two weeks. Know. Yeah, two, two weeks. weeks. When we're here, we're here. And it's also the Yuletide. So, yeah, go Christmas shopping or something. But the good news is when you have a lot of episodes in the bank, you can actually take a break and nobody will know. So welcome to the show. I'm joined by everyone today. Foster, we missed you last time. Welcome back, Foster. I miss y'all. I feel like I'm... I haven't seen y'all forever. <laughs> oh. And if for those of you who've been watching us, you see that Fosta is spotting a new look. Fosta, what's behind the new look? What? I just, I was trying to grow my hair out and I was like, no, it's not the time. So let's just shave it off. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's boldness right there, okay? <laughs> boldness. Welcome, Kim. Welcome, Vicky. And welcome to our special guest. Elaine. Hi, Elaine. I'm going to take a second and read Elaine's bio and then we can jump right into the interview um, or the first quarter of the interview. So Elaine Benfield is an experienced software leader with over 20 years of expertise in marketing. Yay! Following significant life changes during her 50th year, Elaine embarked on a mission to share inspiring stories of remarkable women, crafting narratives that empower and motivate. Based in Atlanta, Georgia, yay! She actively participates in pride and human rights campaign initiatives and dedicates her time to volunteering with dog charities. Who are the dog lovers? Yay! <laughs> Outside of her professional pursuits, Elaine cherishes moments of travel alongside her family and friends. Discover more about her work at www.herstories.com, herstories.com. Welcome to the show, Elaine. Oh my goodness. I'm excited to be here with all of you lovely people. <laughs> so usually the first quarter, we just kind of touch base with each other, just kind of want to know how everyone is doing. I am doing good. I'm packing. My house is sounding echoey already. My baby was like, mom, you can stop. You can stop packing right now. You can stop because you've been packing all day. I was like, okay, you know, once I start, I can't stop. So that's what's been happening. What about you, Kim? And then you can just pass the baton to whoever you like. Kim? Oh, it's, it's nice that I go next because you're packing and I'm unpacking. Yeah. Finally, after a year, you know, I'm getting over a year. I know. I'm getting to some of these boxes and, you know, I joke around with my kids because we have that dark sense of humor that I'm just, I'm going through stuff like I'm dead. I'm, I don't want you to ever have to go through all my crap from, you know, the old houses and you know moving and everything. And I just, it's so freeing to go through things and just hold them and go, is this really that important or not? And just 
one at a time, you know. And so I made some big progress yesterday. I'm pretty proud of that. And today I was at the state robotics competition. And uh, that was awesome. That was awesome. That was my first time attending one of those. But my work sponsors it. And it's for my, my boyfriend and his son. And he coaches. And it's amazing to see them take first. So yeah. we're going to the world in Houston, Texas uh, in April. So. Yay! Congratulations! And while we're talking about congratulations, Vicky, there's a little bird that told us that somebody graduated. What? Yay! I've got Mama Carolina Gear, uh, my oldest, uh, Sarah Ingledu. Uh, she graduated from UNC Chapel Hill today, my alma mater, her father's alma mater, her sister's a junior there. So we all got to go to graduation and the amazing thing is that's where she graduated from high school. She graduated from a local high school um, that was close by. And so they had their high school graduation ceremony in the same building. So it was, a, you know, the amount of it, the passage of time um, was really kind of constricted looking at that. Like she's, she was a pandemic college student. So she ended up taking a bit longer to graduate than norm. But um, it was amazing. And all those young people graduating had been through the pandemic while they were in college. So yeah. it's really amazing to think of how resilient they were and are. And so here on to a new adventure. Yes. Congratulobia. Congratulations. We say congratulobia in Nigeria, but it's really it's congratulations. It's just like a twist. Um, but congratulobia makes it like broken English. But yeah. But yeah. congratulations. My my middle child was was uh, was in, I think, second year. During the, during the pandemic, he yeah. also um, took an extra year to graduate. I mean, he just, I just said, you know, as long as you're graduating, I'm good. I so, know. Crazy. You know yes, I'm just like, but then understand. The paper. Get the paper. Get the paper. <laughs> get, get it. Get it. And then do whatever you want to do. And while we're talking about that, we have two people watching us on LinkedIn. Remember to just type in the comments and let us know who you are so I can give you a shout out. And if you're watching us, if you can hear us, please share click the link and share the video so that other people can watch it live so they can interact with us. Otherwise, you can always listen to the podcast um, on Apple and on Spotify. But yeah, so what about you, Foster? How was, how was your week? How Are you feeling better? I know you had something. Yes, I had um, my toenail removal and I'm finally oh, like, yeah. I went and I got that checked. I went for my two-week checkup and like everything is healing great. I'm like close to I can wear shoes now, which I'm excited <laughs> Because my feet are cold. Yes. <laughs> so, but I mean, I can't complain. We're a week away from Christmas. My sister and her family will be down from Wisconsin. I usually only get to see them once a year since they live so far. But this year, I'll have yes. got to see them twice coming for the holidays. So I'm just excited to have all my babies and my sister. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't get more blessed than that. Amen. And you know, Kim, when you go in when you go to Houston in April, you, you know you can go hang out with Foster because Foster is in Houston. Did you know that? I did not know that. I don't know if I'm gonna go or not yet, but no. yeah, I'm like if you come, let me know. Yes, that'll be so good. Good. Yeah. 
<laughs> and last but definitely not the least, I want to say hey, hey to our, our guest today, Elaine. Thank you so much for coming. Elaine and I met on social media, as most of us meet these days. I put out a shout out. I said, y'all, I need guest on my podcast. And like 200 people later, Elaine is one of them. So Elaine, thank you so much for coming. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself and, and um, how like, how's your week been, just like everybody else? Sure. So, um, you know, Elaine Benfield, I um, have had an interesting couple years in my life. Um, recently um, ended up getting divorced. I was with my husband for 20 plus years. He came out as gay. And this is my first holiday without him being here. I have um, a stepdaughter who's 24, a 19-year-old um, daughter, and a 17-year-old son. So I am recently broke my ankle. So what I've learned is, yeah, in October, I um, was walking my rescue dogs. Oh, no! And I fell and, sh- and knew instantly, like, hurt it. And so I had to have kind of reconstructive surgery. Like, so I'm 12 weeks out. I'm on... You know, it's just, it's been interesting, but what I, to me, I look at is this past week, my kids just rally. Like they just said, Hey, you helped us for all these years. We're here. I mean, I, I can't carry, can't make meals, can't all the stuff I used to do. I'm like, so for weeks, so it's been a hard week, but a good week that I'm slowly getting better. But boy, if anyone knows being, you know, I'm used to moving all around. It's been interesting. So, but I'm excited for the holidays. I'm excited for, you know. Just having something different and all all new, new, new traditions. So I'm excited for that. So and I think the kids are too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. So before we send our co-hostesses to the back room, does anybody have anything that they want to say? Anything that they want to discuss? Anything that's in your mind? I want to ask everyone any tips for the moms who are listening in. Any tips for the holidays? I know I did not prepare y'all, but that's the whole Dr. Lulu style, right? So we're just going to go around. Any tips? No tip is too good or not good enough. Just one tip for the parents who are, I don't want to use the word dealing with, right? Who are raising and affirming and supporting their queer kiddos during these holidays. Just one tip. I'm going to start from the most unsuspecting person. Uh, Foster. <laughs> um. Hey, we're moms for trans youth, so let's go. My my biggest tip would be the probably the plainest one, which is you know, protect your child's peace. Like, yes, we're around family. Everyone's going to be around a bunch of loved ones, different kinds of loved ones, loved ones with different points of views. Um, But the best thing that we can do for our children is is protect them and really have their back. And maybe we can't stop things from being said or being heard, but just that having your child's back goes like of the longest ways that kid being able to see in action that a my parent has me goes the longest way mm-hmm. i love that i'll take from, that from yes. them. Nice. that's not that's not bad at all i want to give a shout out to kathy tate hey welcome to the show let us know what one tip you have Katty, I'm going to say Katty or maybe Katie. I don't know. Yes. Um, comment for, and tips, y'all. Yes, comment your tips in the in the in the comments, I and mean, we'll give you a shout out in a minute. You know how we do. We just need you to give us one tip for parents who might be watching for the holidays. One little tip for how to handle family members during the holidays. I'll tell you the tip that I I, I told this from somebody. They said if somebody gets disrespectful and kind of cl- crosses the boundaries before you leave. 
make yourself a plate. I was like, well, yes. <laughs> so don't forget to take a plate on your way out. I mean, you might as well, right? Yeah. So you don't want to go home angry and hungry. Take a plate and then, you know, get out of there. Take your kids and then dust your feet and then keep it moving. So that's my one tip. Who wants to share a tip? Uh, Vicky, a tip? Uh, I'll, my, my shocking tip is uh, don't be surprised when your family members are actually supportive and days because I can't tell you how many times I can remember a specific time I felt really anxious um, with us all going to see my elderly aunt and there were lots and lots of cousins I'm from rural North Carolina and but my kiddo who is trans my oldest you know definitely wanted to go and there was like no big deal made which was so wonderful <laughs> and so every now and then you just get like you know you get anxious but let that anxiety go and just you love your child and you love your family and just pray and hope and like you said if things don't go exactly the way you want just yeah. protect your child but be open that things may just everybody may be filled with love it, it's the holidays yeah we're usually you know more forgiving and loving and, and open. So I think it's a, like the holiday miracle, you know? I love that angle because, you know, and one of the things about being a mama bear is we just don't know when to switch off our like <laughs> stance, right? Kim, what did you say? I said, are you talking to me? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kim, is, Kim is feeling seen. All of us. It's all of us. It's all of us. We get that mode and you get that thing in your head and you're like, this could be bad. What am I going to say? And then you walk in and everyone's like, we love you. We love you. We love you. And it's just great. So that's what I hope for all those that are worried. Yeah, I love that. And I want to, you know, I want to, I want to piggyback on that and say, yes, by the grace of God, for those of us who still say God, um, you, you will have friendly faces and friendly yes. spaces over the holidays because that's what we want. But um, Kim, let's have your tip and then we'll, we'll, we'll send y'all to the, to, to the back, backstage to take notes and, and, and then connect with us later on in the show. Kim. Just one. Um <laughs> I was so excited the other day because you know we've gone through a couple different name changes uh, with my youngest, but I but the name change the most recent one happened to coincide with the birth name initial, and so I had the stocking that has the letter on it, and it was like a big score for me. So I was able to hang all the stockings this year, and it was pretty fun because you know we we do want to respect the fact that they don't have a birth name um, on their stocking anymore if they're not using their birth name anymore. It's just something that, you know, if you want to make them feel special at the holidays, that's what you do. You go with the flow. You get a new stocking. You know, if it doesn't match, like it bothers me, get all the new stockings. Just, you know, try to Try to make it comfortable. So yes, stockings. Yes, I stockings. I, I got have, lucky. I lucked out because my yeah. eldest name, um, the new name, and then the name assigned at birth both have the same letter. So I didn't have to change any lettering <laughs> on the door, none of that. But I just got lucky. Um, but yeah. Kim, you were saying something. Was it Elaine? Elaine, are you going to give us your tip? No, it's, I was going to say a mom came to me last Christmas and said, oh, my God, I have the stocking with, you know, the dead name. And, and I just want the stocking up. And I looked at her and said, 
why? Get rid of the stocking. The stocking. Your child is literally freaking out that you have the dead name. And it was just, and she just looked at me and I said, get a new stocking. Get a new stocking. And it's, even, it's if it's maybe a keepsake stocking and it feels that important, then you can go to Joanne's and get some fabric. Okay, okay. I've, got, I've, I've got one. Open so we did that. So we have a keepsake sock, keepsake mm-hmm. stocking. And we finally changed the stocking to Grace uh, a few years ago, and then she's changed her name again. So my <laughs> husband, we did this again this week. He put it, he goes, what are we going to do? So I'm like, oh, do what I used to. There's a way to tuck the name in until we go to the craft store. <laughs> so <laughs> tucked it in. It's not there. We got to go to the craft store. It's what it is. You know? yeah. It is what it is. It's, it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm, and I want to be careful to not, to not, belittle it because I know the name that we give our first child. I know what it means to us for those of us who have, us meanings, that have meanings. So <laughs> it, it had a very powerful meaning. Yeah. But also because my kid is trans, that name has lost its meaning because of mm-hmm. what the name means. Let me say that. So the name means Namdi. Nam, the name is Namdi. Namdi means my father lives on. And the story behind it is my my father-in-law passed away in April mm-hmm. of 97, and my eldest was born in May of 98. So usually in Igbo land, where I'm from, when a male figure passes on in the family, the first male-born child after that male figure gets that name. So mm-hmm. the name was significant for the people who gave the name to the child because they felt like it was their great but th- so it's a very masculine, it's the most masculine name ever. Like you can't even play around. My name is Uchena. It, my name is Unisex, but Namdi's not. So the name had to go away is what I'm trying to say. So I'm saying some names, yeah, maybe Michelle, Michael, maybe. But if it's Michelle to An- Michael to Angela, I mean, you gotta, you gotta just put that, that's stuck in the way. So um, I think also have to remember, like, just as important as it was for us to name them and, you know, all the little thoughts that went into mm-hmm. it, they had that same process with their own name. Mm-hmm. So the same way we loved that name, we wanted to cherish. Now they have chosen theirs and we should cherish it as well. Love it. So my daughter's name in the, in my daughter's name in the program is completely different. I actually learned today of Sarah's middle name that she has chosen. And she's, she's an adult now. She's an adult. And she picked her, uh, she transitioned at 15. And she picked names that were influenced by friends at that time. And now she's an adult. And she has chosen a name that she feels is herself. And so ironically, I knew what the first name was. She had not even mentioned her middle name. And so I opened the program. This is at the university. I opened the program. And for the first time today, I see my daughter's full name. And so it's that thing. I had to give that away that it's not me. It's her name, you know, and that's hard. That's still hard. Just that and not being included. You talked about that. Are yes. we supposed to be included? Not exactly. <laughs> Not really. Mm-hmm. I was told, I was told the name, and then I said, "Well, can I can I choose your middle name?" And Hannah was like, "Absolutely not. I don't want a middle name." And I was like, "Oh, I know." <laughs> and it's the same letter that that did make it easier. And I've had people yes. say that, "Oh, mm-hmm. having the same initial, you know," and that that does. I, I, you know, I, ladies, I want to make the other moms or parents. I want to make a 
an executive um, an executive decision and ask my co-hostesses to stay on because I'm really enjoying this conversation. And we'll just we'll just listen on as I interview the, the guest and then we'll just do the Q&A because I really think it's going to be too abrupt. We already kind of started the, the show, so let's just kind of roll with it. So today we're joined by Elaine. Elaine and I met on, on social media, like I said, and Elaine also has a podcast, which I'm going to be on very soon, as you all know. But also, Elaine, you're on this show called Moms for Trans Kids for a reason. So Elaine, why did you decide to come on the show? What's up with that? You, you know, I have um, my 19-year-old child at the age of 17 came to me. We were leaving a doctor's office and said, oh, one of my good friends online feels uh, that she's in the wrong body. And it, it's such an instinct of a mom. I looked over. I'll never forget this and said, do you feel you're in the wrong body? And wait, 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 stop. How do you put the connection together? Oh, my goodness. I don't know why it was within five days of Hannah realizing she was in the wrong body and she literally looked at, and I just knew. And so it was just one of those, I think the hardest part we talked about is name. You know, I chose a very masculine name um, for her dead name. You know, I always knew I wanted boys. I never thought I have a stepdaughter and I always thought, oh, I want boys. And it's funny how when you look at your child and you see all the years that there was always something wrong that there was behavior issues, like having a hard time connecting with friends. Um, she's on the spectrum. There's so many things that like she went to wilderness therapy, but no one ever said, hey, maybe she's not comfortable within herself. And it almost was like this light bulb moment for her and for her to come to me within days and be like, this is what I think is going on. It just was such a great, I mean, I, I look back and we all know that it's, it's a hard path. My concern is more safety my instinct as mama bear was someone's going to try to hurt my pride and joy. But then it just, you know, it was hard for me with pronouns at first. I probably had the hardest time. The siblings were great. My ex-husband was great. But seeing the smile and the joy on her face, um, you know, she said, I'm 17. If you either support me with HRT or I am 18 and I'm going to do it without you. And it was like, of course, I'm going to help you, whatever you need, but we have to follow. I want to go to the pediatrician, get a therapist, find a counselor. Let's take a little bit of our time. And it still was still faster than I probably wanted, but it was the right you know, path. So to me, it's been this, I really, truly believe incredible journey to see a child become who they're meant to be. I see her smile more. I see her happy more. She shares more with me. She has close to relationships. She has a girlfriend. Like it's these wonderful things that I truly never saw in those prior 17 years. And that's all you want for your kids. So being part of this and sharing the voice with all of you, you know, is so it means so much to me to know there's a community that we it just doesn't matter. It's what the it's that it's the path she needs to take. And I will be there a thousand percent to help her, protect her, guide her. It's just the way she's, it's her life. And I couldn't be more proud. So I love it. I love it. I'm so like, I, have, I don't know if you saw me frantically. <laughs> position. Um, the first thing I wrote down was ally. And I put two exclamation marks. And I did that because I was at a conference in August, I think, or September. And I met this lady. She's actually an influencer. She's a trans woman and she's an influencer. And she was saying how, 
before she told her mom, because I don't use the word, I don't like, I don't like using the phrase, the phrase come out. I like to say share mm-hmm. or telling or whatever. Before she told her mom, she says she was the staunchest ally for the queer community. Mm-hmm. And, then she, and then as soon as she said that, everyone was like, yeah, me too, me too, me too. And I wanted to, to mention that to kind of draw a parallel with your kid. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like, well, my own child, didn't before I found out after college while she was in high school, she was the foremost person to help them start their their gender sexuality alliance at their high school. She was like, Mom, we gotta, you know, I have to, we need to. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, why are you so invested in this? But mm-hmm. these are the questions, right? So she says she found herself being like the staunchest ally. She was like, No, let them have what they want. But but it's none of your business. Or how is it bothering me? And she just found herself being such an ally. So I wanted to mention to anyone listening, maybe if you find that your child is a big ally, the question that Elaine asked, if you want to, is a great question. Do you also find yourself in the wrong body? I know sometimes they say we shouldn't always ask, but hey, you know what? Ask away whatever it's going to take to connect with your child. What are your thoughts, Elaine, about asking? But it's interesting. One second, and then I'm going to ask Foster because Foster is actually non-binary, what their thoughts are about people actually asking. But go ahead, Elaine. Yes. Sorry. You know, it's interesting you said that because I was the um, co-chair of Pride for my company. I work for a large software company here in Atlanta. We started our the chapter in Atlanta. I was volunteering with, you know, homeless children in Atlanta for LBGTQ plus. So I was doing this as the kids. I've never not been, I don't even remember a time I haven't been doing that. So my kids grew up with me being going to do charity drives, to volunteer, to go to conference. I, I did all that. So I think my child, all my children know they open door policy, whatever you want to tell me, I will love you. And I think that as you alluded to is part of the reason that Hannah was so comfortable. She knew I was going to accept her. There was no fear for her that I was going to reject her. And that is, to me, part of the story of always listen to your kid. You know, we t- just let them tell you. Don't try. I, my face says everything is you're all learning. It is really hard sometimes because they tell you the things that you just, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> but it's to me, there's no judgment. I try my best. I want to listen. And I think that being so open to being supportive of everyone helped my child find her path because Amen. if she, if she came out within five days to me mm. and, that, and all because of the way you responded. And that's why one of the things we talk about is the most critical moments are the moments that follow when the, the conversation is started by your child. Like if you had responded, well, you know, it's none of your business. You know, mm-hmm. why are you friends with that kind of person? You know, it could have gone anyway. So I'm going to just kind of toss it to Foster. Foster, what are your thoughts about, coming out and asking. This is for parents who might be listening. Foster is our resident non-binary person because you know what? This is an authentic show. We're moms for trans kids, but we are also, we also have trans people non-binary. Yeah. (laughs) Moms can be non-binary. I don't think it hurts. I think as long as like, you know, you're coming from that place, like you were ready, Elaine, to affirm your child. Maybe not, like you said, if things went faster, but you were in that place of openness. So I think when you're asking those places from a supportive standpoint, then by all means, like, cause you know, even if they're not ready to necessarily say it just yet, 
at least you've planted that seed of like, it's okay, whatever you're ready, you can come to me. Mm. And obviously there are people that have those inklings and they have prejudice against any LGBTQ person. Um, and like, obviously I would hope they wouldn't come aggressively or they would come from a place of love, but I don't think it hurts to ask. I think a lot of people know, like my family knew I was queer. Like my brother was the first person I came out to as far as me liking women. And I pretty, I think I was a senior in high school and I brought him into my room all late because I was having like a panic attack. <laughs> and I was like, Craig, I, I'm pretty sure I like girls the way I like boys. And he just grabbed my hand. And he's like, I know. <laughs> like, well, I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> I love it. That is so beautiful. My siblings are very open. Again, they don't always get my pronouns right. And, and that's okay. They, they do still call me sister. For me, that's okay. I don't mind them calling me sister. Um, but, you know, they respect it. It was really just like a another day to them. Mm. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Foster, for being the voice of the, the trans generation. Because we, we do need, and also millennials, I think. So uh, okay. I don't know. Are you Gen Z? Yeah. <laughs> Are you millennial or Gen I don't even know. Are you millennial? Okay. So, but, um, but back to Elaine. Elaine, there's something you mentioned when you were answering the question at the beginning, you said your child was also on the spectrum. I want to mention this as many times as I can, because there have been studies that have shown that a lot of children who are gender diverse also are neurodiverse. I'm going to ask, uh, yes, I was just, I was just going to ask um, um, Foster to do, to look up maybe one of the studies, or actually maybe Kim, while Kim is waiting to look up one of the studies. I mean, we don't, we don't need to prove anything, but it does exist. I know I am neurodiverse. I'm not necessarily gender diverse. My dad thinks I am, but I'm, I don't think I am truly, but my dad believes I am. However, comma, Elaine, what are your thoughts about your child being gender diverse and neurodiverse. And how did you, as a parent, again, bringing it back to the theme of the show, how did you juggle the balls? Was it difficult? Was it easy? How did you do that? I think women and parents are superheroes because I think, you know, I have three kids. I had the stepdaughter. My two children are um, 15 months apart. So I just knew um, my kids have very high IQs and I just thought they were a little unique. There was nothing standing. I just knew they, I knew Hannah didn't click with people. I remember that, you know, loud noises would bother her. And, and now I look back going, oh, of course you took her to a movie. And it was like, she would sit there like this, but you know, as, a, as I always say a new mom, you don't realize all those signs. It's easy now to reflect, you know, the food problems that, you know, very um, smelling tactile, like anything visually if it doesn't look like she likes, like, forget about it. Like she won't try mm. anything to this day. So there's signs now I look back and I've talked to other parents and they're like, oh, I didn't realize the foods, you know, the way that noise bothers them, um, the repetitive foods that she eats, you know, chips and guacamole. Last year and I had an inkling maybe when I was like 26, actually a friend of mine told me, she was like, you're not autistic. And I was like, no, why? 
She was like, because literally the only people I get along with are other neurodiverse people. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's weird. I'm mm. not authentic. Like, uh, what? I think I would know that by now. But like now that I have been diagnosed, me and my mom will sit and we'll be like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. sense. Yes. I love it so much. Thank you so much for sharing. What a personal journey. It's just such a beautiful journey. Also, my kid, I know I, I talk about it a lot. And he was like, mom, I want a hot dog. Can I please have a hot dog? Can I have a hot dog? I want a hot dog. I only want a hot dog, mommy. Mommy, I want a hot dog. It was a hot dog for breakfast, lunch, dinner. It was hot dog. And, you know, we, we had this issue with this food cannot touch the other food. Mm-hmm. Was when I eat it. I'm still that way. And when I was breastfeeding, um, if you make noise, like one little cricket will stop eating. And he was, I was like, what is wrong with this child? But she actually said, mom, I'm probably on the spectrum. And I was like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, music ways and math ways and all that and spelling bee champion, all that. But then two friends or maybe one half of, of a friend. And it was like, you know, it was mostly girls, of course. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Wow, Elaine, thank you so much. And thank you for mentioning the fact that you took your child to the pediatrician. So I'm going to come back and ask you that question when we come back from the break. Just hold on to that. So the show is called Moms for Trans Kids. We are mama bears and we truly don't give a fuck. We're here to support, a love and affirm our kids. <laughs> Kim is ready to go all day, every day because of all the misinformation and disinformation that's out there trying to drown their voices. So while our children are in the background, we are the mamas and we're in the forefront and we, we're, we're coming for y'all. Um, to help us do that, are my friends at the Apollo Wellness in the northwest side of San Antonio, Texas. Who is Apollo, you ask? Well, if you're LGBT, then ask no more because they are affirming their doctor's office. They have physicians, they have therapists, they have counselors, and they focus on HIV patients. Affirming, PrEP, all the medications that you want, but particularly in the HIV subspace of the LGBT plus arena. So if you're wondering why I'm talking about this, because you need to know about it. You need to hurry there. Don't say San Antonio doesn't have anybody that treats HIV for, for, uh, for LGBT patients. No, these people do. Go over there, tell them Dr. Lulu sent you. You might even get a discount, but if you don't get a discount, pay your bills and then go tell somebody else that, you know, that they exist. They have Apollo Wellness on the Northwest side of San Antonio, Texas. So welcome back to Moms for Trans Kids. And we're talking to the beautiful Elaine who's been sharing her journey. So tell me or tell us about deciding right away, you didn't hesitate mm-hmm. to go see the physician or whoever it is that you took your child mm-hmm. to go see. Tell us about that journey, if you don't mind. You know, I just, I'm in tech. I know nothing about the medical field. And to me, to have someone that, you know, the pediatrician that's known Hannah since she was born, help with that for me to ask those questions and find a therapist and find a non-binary therapist. Like we went down, you know, Atlanta, as you'll learn, Dr. Lulu, like Atlanta has very open, great physicians to help. (laughs) Yeah. And and that to me is very important that I, we found a great practice that um, really specializes in trans kids and that health. To me, it was very important to educate. And I did more research just to understand for my baby, what was, what's the best course of action. You know, it's, there's a lot of decisions you need to make pretty quickly before HRT. I wanted to understand them. And to me, just, you know, it's, 
I want to do everything as best as I can, but also be knowledgeable. And that's why I kind of was like, okay, let's do these steps. I know you want to do this right now, but give me a few months. You can go there, but let's do pediatrician first. And we did the steps. And Hannah agreed knowing my job is to be protective. It's my, as mama bear, I'm going to be protective. And I think that that was the right, I didn't want to slow her down. I just want to make sure it was the right decision for the rest of her life is the way I looked at it. So. Yeah, I love it. I love that you went to the doctor first. And this is, I want to put a plug here for affirming physicians because I am Nigerian and I'm just going to put all of y'all out there. I have a few Nigerian physician friends who are not affirming. And um, this is, they're not the only ones. So what I'm trying to say to the parents who do want to go to find a doctor, make sure it's an affirming doctor. Make sure it's an affirming therapist. Make sure, you know, and if you can find one in the gender spectrum, even even better, right? However, comma, just make sure because some of them are hiding under the guise of helping the child actually do more damage with conversion therapy. This is a known fact. So please find someone that is affirming. And on that note, I want to say if, if Elaine, will you be kind enough to drop their name? Because I want to reach out to them to come and sponsor sure. the show. Why not? Is I will it, be is happy. It queer med? Happy. <laughs> is it queer med? Is it queer med? It is. It's Queermaid. Was it Dr. Queermaid? Okay, good. So I already know about them. I already know about them. Really, he's incredible. And, you know, with COVID, we talked about, you know, COVID, all of our kids, everything's virtual, telehealth. Um, You know, it's interesting. I feel like practices um, also help you with insurance. I have great insurance, but there were some drugs that were three to $5,000 a month. And Dr. Leah worked with us and, and said, okay, well, Aetna's not taking this med. Let's try this med. I would pay anything for my child, but I'm also like, I'd rather have the one that's $35 that does the same as the one that costs $3,000. We had to go through the medical cost. You know, that's also something that it's some, sometimes that's prohibitive and I, it just should be absolutely accessible to our children. And that, you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but having a doctor help you go, oh, our insurance isn't covering this, but it's covering this. And that really helped as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you're making a case for having your doctor support you. Yeah, go ahead, Vicky. Well, I was just going to say the big issue, of course, is finding an affirming physician who is knowledgeable, so important. But but we have so many states now where those knowledgeable, compassionate, affirming physicians would lose their medical license if they took care of your child in the manner in which it's appropriate. So um, I think that is where one of my passions about this show is to increase awareness and increase knowledge and increase understanding because all of us who have transgender children, even adult transgender children, um, my child transitioned in, um, in high school. Um, it was so important to do that before she went to college. And so, um, and she still had struggles because we missed that puberty window. And I, you brought up the paper. We were looking at a paper in which the importance of puberty blockers to hold puberty off for a while in children that are, you know, at, mm-hmm. at a point of they're either transgender, non-binary, having questions. So there's so much available now and there's research to back it up. And what the problem is, is, there are plenty of studies and lots of research, but it's not being heard at the legislative level because those there are people that don't want it to be heard. So anyway, this is our problem. Yeah. And I I marched at uh, there was a bill here in Georgia 
And I went and marched and was none of the congressmen gave, they didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> there's all the doctors, all the physicians, all the parents are like, let us. And I let's was like, at let's talk. And my hardest yeah. part is I was lucky. Hannah was 17, about to be 18 and then turned 18. She wasn't 12. She wasn't 13. And I saw these children crying and just, yeah. you know, these, they didn't care. They didn't right. care. They just wanted to do what they think is right. And they're not physicians. So right. it's not important of a child. Right. I love it. So I, I, I know you know this already. Foster and I in Texas. Texas is Georgia's cousin. I mean, it's the same thing. I, I marched. The last time we went there, there were 4,000 people that came in favor of the, the fact that this is the right thing to do. Yeah. We let two of them speak, too. Yes, yes. And then they took so long Which to cross like examine and cross examine. Like, don't tread on me, but, yeah. <laughs> the well, the but big, they stay treading. So what we need to, I think what is so wonderful is to hear place after place, how many doctors, how many parents, how many people come and their voice isn't allowed to be heard yes. and bills are passing. But think of it. Think of the hundreds and hundreds of physicians and medical organizations and parents that are out there. They're still there. They're still there. And so my belief is that, you know, the arc of justice, right? Like it will turn and this will go the other way um, mm. eventually. And just mm. not letting up that we, voice, yeah. we have to fight for it because these children can't fight for themselves. Amen. I just, mm. it, it, I will fight to the day I die to make sure that these laws change and just protect our kids. Yeah, it's, and it's protect your business, but it's a, it's yeah. a lot of work. Well, yeah. There's a lot to learn. There, it's a process. I think you, you know, it's easier if you have a child who's older, it's, it's the process. If they're almost 18, if they're 21, the fact is the law is in their favor, but it's not any simpler as a parent. I mean, it's almost like we don't have the onus of signing the papers necessarily, but in our heart. So it's so lovely that you have, we've talked about that space. Don't give, don't wait too long. You know, take your time, but don't, Dr. Lulu says, take your time, but don't wait too long. So but hurry up. Yeah. Take your time, but hurry up. So true. Uh, Elaine, moving on a little bit, just so we can, because there's, there's something you mentioned to us before we went live, mm -hmm. while we're backstage. Let me sound like Oprah. While we're backstage. Love it. In, the, in the green room. <laughs> there was something you mentioned to us about, other family members who are also in the queer space. You call yourself a rainbow family. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that. What, what do you mean by yeah. being a rainbow family? I think it is. Uh, so my story and my family story is remarkable because Hannah came out in February um, of 2022. And in July of 2022, my husband of 22 years came out as gay. So we talked about it earlier that my I think he was fighting it for 10 plus years. We were together for 22 years and having Hannah be her authentic self gave my ex-husband, you know, the chance to be like, wait a second, while I love you and love our life, I have this attraction and I think I've been suppressing it has, you know, my whole life. And you look and go, it made so much sense. Like we had a great marriage, great relationship. Like it was, I didn't know. No one around us knew because he kept it so hidden. And we talked about it earlier, you know, he's 57. I couldn't be more supportive of him finding his authentic self. He now lives with his boyfriend. He's happier, you know, he says than he's ever been. And it makes me happy that he can live his life. We talked about life is so short. 
be who you're meant to be. Why is that? And I think my other two kids are figuring out who they are. I think they're learning. I mean, I think they're going to fall in love with the person. They don't care. They don't put labels on anything. And I think I want to say they're really fluid that they just, you know, I love hearing them tell me their stories. You know, my youngest has a girlfriend for two years and, but I won't be surprised if things change over time. I just, that's okay. And I think having Hannah come out triggered my whole family to be, I've always been who I am. I'm super lucky that what you see is what you get. I don't know if that's good or bad, but but I do think that Hannah opened up all of us to be who we're meant to be um, and accepting. So yeah, it's kind of an interesting journey, but it's, we are love the it. family. I, I love it. When you, when I saw that, I think somebody tagged you actually on the post. They're like, you have to be on this podcast. I'm like, what? You must come on the show. Thank you so much for sharing that story. One of the things that we like to do on the Moms for Trans Kids podcast is showcase our own stories, but and showcase how they intertwine with other people's stories because we're all connected by storylines. I love the fact that your, I guess now ex-husband mm-hmm. came out at the age of 50 freaking seven, I want to normalize the fact that you can come out at any age. And so what you said is just be, it's never too late to be who you are because t- life is short. So thank you so much for, for all his work, for supporting him through, you know, even now, you know, directly or indirectly yeah. and normalizing such a conversation with your children. That's, I want to know, how did you navigate the conversation with your children. But before you answer that question, I want to welcome back my co-hostesses to the show. So the show is called Moms for Trans Kids Podcast. And I am joined by Vicky and Kim and Foster. And of course, our beautiful, amazing, gorgeous guest today, Elaine. We're talking about parenting trans kids in all the ways. I need this show to be two hours long, y'all, because (laughs) anyway, Elaine. Carry on. So how did you navigate that? I wish I was a fly on the wall. You know, it's interesting um, to be, I'll be, I'm super transparent. He ended up cheating on me and just came and told me and said, I just had this encounter. It, you know, it was, it was lightning. It's what I think, but I love you. Like we're going to make it work. And to be honest, we within days told the kids, I felt like my kids were old enough. I think they're still I look back going, okay, so my youngest was 16, but I felt like we are that family that there is, if you were willing to do that, then they're willing to understand and hear it. I don't know. Are they going to have permanent damage from it? I'm sure. But there's other things I'm messing them up with as a mom, but I that we're a unit. We've always been a unit. And that is our job is to share what we're feeling. We thought we could make it. We tried to make it, you know, it's, it is, but they were part it's the journey we were meant to be on. I don't regret that. I have these amazing kids. Um, And I think having the kids be part of that was the best decision for our family. I think some people don't get to those level of detail, but it was so important for a hundred percent transparency. And that's, that's, you know, I I think it was the best for us. So with the kids were part of the journey, you know, we're going to make it work. We're not going to make it work. We went on vacation together. We tried. And in the end, I never wanted to look back and go, he was my best friend. I lost in some ways my best friend. And I wanted to make sure I, it was never going to regret that. And he was never going to regret going, oh, I lost her. And, and you know, as I, I said, he lives with his boyfriend. He's super happy. That's the way it was meant to be. Someday, hopefully I'll find someone else. Like, 
And if I don't, great. Like it, it is, this is my journey. And the kids, you know, and I are this strong unit and he's kind of around it. A little different for him, but that's kind of the course. So. Wow. Way to, way to celebrate rainbow families. Way to celebrate diversity in intra-family diversity. Intra-family. I love it. And talking about rainbow families, we have one of us here who actually is a mama bear for rainbow families. Kim. Kim's house is the home where all the youth gather. <laughs> like she has, she has like, you know how they say if you feed the one stray cat, the next day, meow, meow, meow. So that's Kim's house. Kim, tell us what is it like being a mama bear for rainbow families that are not necessarily all biologic in this case, which is almost similar to, to Elaine. What's that been like for you? Well, I, you know, I have two transgender sons. My youngest still is um, you know, the label of transgender and non-binary also fit uh, for him right now. Um, but, but yeah, as, as they grew up and started their journeys at a young age, both of them around 11, 12 years old, um, you know, just growing up and, and through their journeys, you know, they've got their tight friends. Their tight friends tend to be a little more um, diverse as well uh, in a lot of different aspects. Um, you know, a lot of them have, um, some, some of them have very supporting parents, some of them maybe not so much, some of them are out to their parents, some of them are only out to me, or, you know, and, and but my house is a safe house, it's a safe house, I will feed them, you know, I will, I'll make sure that they have shelter if they need it, um, it's, it's just, it, it's something that sometimes these kids need a little extra adult affirmation that isn't their parents. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes I sit back and I think about like, was I the first parent that knew or did my kids open up to somebody else's parent? I try to treat that very gently, right? Because I don't, I never wanted to be like a parent that my kids couldn't come to, but there are some kids that just have so much insecurity around this because of society and the pressures and you know it really doesn't mean anything bad against the parent but it's just a very tough adult thing to navigate for young kids and i and i think sometimes they just don't maybe they don't do it so smooth sometimes so you know offering them some grace offering them space offer them downtime especially around the holidays you know um they're, they're going to get overwhelmed. They're going to get dead named and misgendered. And we need to give them some space for the holidays. So, you know, if my kiddos need some space, they can come over and hang out and, and do things. And I call them my kiddos. I have lots of pet names. They're my gremlins. They're my kiddos. <laughs> my kids say that I collect them. I collect all the, all the queer kids. They have Pokemons. One person is all the difference between life and death. So yeah. like you really don't know, like you probably are helping them in, in a big, big way. Cause some sometimes that's all you need is just one person to see you. And and the I love I love the angle of 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 how Kim said maybe my own child went maybe somebody else was my, my, was that parent for my child before I found out. And, and that's a very high likelihood because I found out when my child was 22, but Elaine, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean no, to cut you off. Go ahead. I no, no, that. I was just going to compliment Kim because I think it's also helping, you know, what Foster said, helping the kids 
but I have so many moms coming to me asking me how to do this. And I'm like, I know, right? And I feel like you're a voice for not only the children, but parents can look at you. And that's all of our jobs is to help. I would take in kids in a heartbeat to help them. And I will sit down to any parent who wants to understand your child's not this, you know, devil. It's not this horrible thing. It's a fabulous, wonderful thing. And that's where I love it, Kim. I just, I kudos to you because I think more, more people need to be like you. Oh, I love that. that. Because we have- you said something though. You said something earlier that really resonated with me because you said, you know, parents come up to me all the time. Like, how do you do this? Like how, I, I'm, you're amazing. I can't believe how you do this. Like, what, love my kid? I know, exactly. exactly. Like, I don't think it's anything special. I'm yeah. going to love my kid. I'm going to love your kid. I'm going to love this kid over here. I, You know, the kids. Well, you know, I will that, you know, one thing that's hard um, in this time we're in is the availability of therapists is so so difficult and people have limited financial means we really need more and more access to mental health care and i have friends who their parents really need it because maybe that i think you're right about the generation our kids and the kids younger than them they are going to be good with this they're like a lot of non-binary yeah. they're they're ready to set the world on fire for but when, they come, when they're still like 13 and 14 and they're coming to their parent who's completely like flipped out about this. Maybe they love their child, but they don't understand. When you say you need therapy, you know, that will help you. That's what at least this podcast gives them something to watch, something to listen to. But truly having access to that individual therapy, we really need to, you know, make a, make changes in our country to make that so much more available. So that's a hope that I have that. I love it. Thank you all so much. And before we go, tell us a little bit about her stories, because, you know, I always want to give a shout out to my guests, kind of help hype you up a little bit. You know, we're hype. We're hype people up in here. How can the people find you, follow you, support you? But tell us a little bit about her stories. Perfect. So I, about four or five years ago, realized everything's about history and it drove me mad. And I said, (laughs) you know, I really want to talk about women. I find, women, I find women remarkable. I think what we can do juggling careers and family and life and health and everything in between. So I, after my husband moved out, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I've been putting, honestly, him first, putting myself a little bit in the back burner, putting the kids first. It's kind of what I do. And I said, you know what? I'm doing this. So I bought the rights to herstories.com. Um, I've had a little break because literally of my broken ankle, but um, I interview inside you, right? I interview inspiring women across multiple of topics. I've actually interviewed my daughter, Hannah, talking about how she knew she was trans. I've, you know, um, talked to my, my, my son said, you know, it's not fair. It's her stories. Can I be on it? Um, and I said, well, it's her stories from his point of view is fine. Um, but I've, I've talked to all these incredible women and I'm, I feel like I've just started. I launched it in March of this year during, um, international women's month. You know, want, I'd love to interview all of you. And I just, I feel like we have so many voices and can help each other. So that's her stories is, 
you know, herstories.com. It's on, I'm on Spotify and Apple and pretty much anything in between. So I've just be started, but I'm excited. Um, you know, it's a labor of love and, and you can hear my voice. I just, so many people need voices and I want to be their voice for them in interview and, and just help, help, let's help each other and make the world just better. Yes. And I know, I know Foster is going to put the link for us so y'all can go check it out, support it, please support, support, support. When you're walking, when you're driving, when you're just chilling, just listen to, to her stories. And you will hear one of us on that podcast very soon. I know I'm going first and then maybe Kim and then Vicky and then Foster. Maybe. Y'all just, we'll get the link on the back end to sign up to, to come on the show as individuals. And of course, as a group, as a group, if you want us to as well. But um, this, this, this show is just, it's a labor, talking about labor of love. That's what this show has been for me and I know for all my other co-hostesses. So we're going to take a moment and everyone just kind of do a round robin real quickly. Maybe one thing you're going to do for the the next one week or one piece of advice or whatever you want to say. Um, And then you are on Vicky. One minute. Oh, try to remain calm. Do your daily affirmations and meditations and take deep breaths. For those of us who uh, those of us who celebrate Christmas, it, it's one week away, and so there's a lot, and we all still have to go to work this week, right? So <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a great week. It's exciting, um, and I'm just it, filled with trying to not get too frazzled and remember the reason for the season is truly love and light and joy, and not anxiety so love it love it i i saw somewhere on social media they said they said let's put christ back in christians i was like ouch <laughs> i was like okay oh, my bad but um kim did you want to give your <laughs> first i saw that i saw that look of love <laughs> Ah, I'm just hey, listen, don't hit the messenger. I'm just live and let live. I respect everything. Yeah, that was not my original. I wish it was, but it wasn't. Um, Oh, I forgot to talk about our free tickets after Kim. Kim, go ahead. Uh, So for this coming week, um, yeah, it's all about it's all about getting ready for the holidays. I do have to work, so you know, juggling that. But um, you know, if I'm going to take my moment, um, I guess for my topic, I'm not done with the holidays yet. Um, ladies, these things are coming up and, and, and we've, we've got, uh, I, I have to tell you, so, so my, my youngest is transgender, uh, female to male and, and he likes to dress in drag. Um, you know, he does that a lot of times at night with, you know, online with his friends and stuff like that. And, and that's, it, it, you know, every once in a while he comes out of his room, I'm not sure what he's going to look like. So it never really surprises me. But he did come to the Christmas party last weekend and drag, which kind of confused, I think, several family family members. But you know what, Vicki, like you were saying earlier, what was going through my mind, you know, was like, you know, I don't, don't say that. Don't say are you sure you're gonna do that. Don't say you're gonna, you know, like you have to like remind yourself to to not nitpick. Just let them be and watch. Watch what happens. Because my kid shined at that Christmas party, um, you know, came out of his shell of darkness that had been the last couple of weeks and went to this Christmas party as as comfortable as he could make himself. And I, 
loved every minute of it. And I'll tell you, seeing these kids have the courage to do what they need to do to make themselves feel better, it gives me strength. So I really feed off of that, you know, when they can be so courageous, you know, I don't have a a scared bone in my body for these kids. They're going to be tough. So keep, keep it in mind during the holidays, you know, let them dress the way that makes them feel comfortable and confident. And I promise you, you will reap the benefits of it too. And that applies to your cis children as well. Just let them show up. And the attire that feels the most them, y'all. If it's not something we wouldn't wear, that's fine because we're not wearing it. We're not them. Hello. Ooh, I love that. That was that was the mic drop moment. And for your and as well. So much of the things we actually talk about here apply to all. Yeah, I have a cisgender a child, a non-binary child, and a transgender child. And honestly, mm-hmm. parenting is challenging, but you just have to somehow support them and love them and it's 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 parenting. Hey, that's it. Thank you all so much for joining us today. So the show is called Moms for Trans Kids Podcast. We have five free tickets for Podfest. Podfest comes up January twenty fourth through the twenty eighth of 2024. And we have five free tickets to join us in Orlando. If you'd like to come and you're a listener of our show. All you got to do is send an email to momsfortranskids at gmail.com and I'll take care of it. We already gave away one ticket. So if you'd like to meet us in person, you want to attend PodFest, you get a free ticket. Hello, it's their 10th anniversary. So you don't want to miss it. Everyone who is anybody is going to be there. You want to be there because, you know, I'm going to be there. So that's one. And then, oh, you can also go to Eventbrite and I think forward slash PodFest or something like that and put the the... The code is Lulu99, L-U-L-U-99. That's the code for you to get your free ticket if you don't want to send us an email. But send us an email so I can send you a special Christmas gift. Why not? And last but not least, um, find our podcast on Apple and Spotify. Please give us a follow and write us an honest review. And you might even have, have your review read out loud during the show. And finally, my name is Dr. Lulu and my Pride Corner gender affirming family group coaching practice is loading and we're going to be going live in sometime in January in Atlanta, Georgia. So find us, follow us, and I'll see you all next week. Everyone, goodbye. So long. Farewell. See you all next week, maybe. Thank you so much, Elaine, for coming and just shining your light today. It was so nice. Everyone. Thank you. Be good. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Peace, love, and soul. Bye. Another episode in the bags. Yes. This is Dr. Lulu. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Moms for Trans Kids podcast. We hope you learned at least one new thing today that will make you that much more of a badass ally. Don't forget to give us a subscribe and leave an honest review. And oh, tell one person about us. But even if you don't, we love you anyway. So until next time, keep loving and accepting yourself and keep affirming and supporting your queer kiddos. Toodles! Hey! 
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you check out our Facebook community with parents just like you who are affirming and loving and supporting each other and holding each other accountable to do right by our kids. It's called Accepting, Affirming and Supporting Your LGBTQ Plus Children. I know it's a mouthful, but go ahead and type it in. If you're a business or an organization, maybe a hospital system that trains residents or maybe just a doctor's office, my Ally Bridge Connection program was designed just for you to help you create safe spaces for employee parents because, you know, we got to support the parents and also to help you become allies in white coats for your LGBTQ plus patients. Lastly, Connect with us on social media. For me, Dr. Lulu, it will be at Dr. Lulu Talk Radio on IG and YouTube. And on Facebook, I am at Mama Trishan, M-O-M-A-T-R-I-C-I-A-N. But if you go to LinkedIn and type in Dr. Dr. Lulu, my name will pop right up. All right, folks, until next time, if you'd like to send us a message or maybe you have comments or you want to suggest someone that you think would be a good guest for the show, go to momsfortranskids at gmail.com and leave us an email. All right. Bye.